There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Arizona's most funniest morning show. Yeah, exactly. Morning sickness. I'm listening because I want to. Mornings on 98 KUPD. It's weird with the uh, sun creeping up as early as it is and fast. It seems like that came out of nowhere, that it's uh, bright. And I'm kind of not expecting the sun to be where it is. And so I start feeling like the day's along a little further than it actually is. I look down at the clock, I'm like, it's 6.30. I feel like it's 9. Uh, I got an email from a guy just now. Where is that? Oh, wait, no. David says, ah, John, talk about dreams. My favorite dreams are the ones where there's a morning show and a dude named Eric was on it. But now he's like, oh, wait, dreams come true. <laughs> Signed, Brett. <laughs> stop wait, whoa, stop whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. Stop sending me those. I didn't. <laughs> we get it. You've got the job. <laughs> Rubbing people's noses in it. Uh, and then this guy, Gary, says, Jesus Christ, Holmberg, I didn't realize how much you meant it when you actually said you used the products you endorse. Did I just hear you talking about the surgeon? <laughs> the Core Institute? You're a madman. Hey, Holmberg, the doctor wants to pay you. All you have to do is get one of your bones replaced. I'm in. <laughs> Kudos, man. Gary, no, I'm telling you, it, that, that Core Institute's the real deal, and we were... I didn't know that that was even a possibility. I got the surgery. I left. I was like, that's one of the greatest places I've ever that, been. How about that go-getter salesperson? You got your, got it was your shoulder. Sh- it wasn't a go-getter. Up? It was oh, not was a go-getter. Oh. <laughs> not described as a go-getter. Sorry. As a go-finder. <laughs> hey. <laughs> She's a go-finder. Like, where did Heather go? I don't know. She's at lunch with a girlfriend again. But something's <laughs> got to get done. But she saw my, my brace that said Core Institute. And she goes, that's my client. What'd you have done? I'm like, well, I don't know, Heather. <laughs> remember a week ago when you said how come you're not coming to work and i said shoulder surgery didn't did none of that register that you soon? had surgery heather we talked about this she got it done yeah. anyway so she called him and she goes well, and, and i told her i said i told you that i had the surgery and i'm getting another one on the other arm but i'm not doing it when i thought i was going to do it later and uh and then i'm working on trying to not have surgery on a torn thing in my leg trying to fix that and these guys do all that stuff surgery is like a last ditch ever you don't want to get surgery trust me on that you don't want to get surgery but they can help you not get surgery yeah you pretty much talk me out of surgery no no no. not that i need them but <laughs> well, go, just you know what you. then in this conversation you just need to go over there and find out what you can do yeah because they'll help you make it I'm so you, you don't the, get surgery i'm not as bad as you on the shoulders but you can tell a difference after after years of not being able to to move no, your arms fine. back if you can do what you just did you're fine trust yeah. me it's brutal but the uh, yeah the yeah they you know there's no reason to live with aches and pains and stuff they'll they'll PT it out of you they'll do they've got all sorts of stuff surgery is not the only option so I was talking to these guys and they're like we would love for you to t- and it's look I've had surgeries in a couple of situations I've had physical therapy in a couple of places this has been like the creme de la creme it's the aria of if you have to go through this this yeah. place so yeah yes I will tell you about things I use that I think are awesome and it is true. We kind of have that rule in here. If you're not if you're not really using it or don't know anything about it, you can't talk about it. The only the exceptions are when Oreos and stuff calls up and says, "You guys want to talk about Oreos?" Oreos? We're like, yeah. "F yeah, we want to talk about Oreos." I mean, it's not necessarily something we're 
you guys don't know anything about Oreos compared to me. Let me tell you about Oreos. <laughs> it's not like an experience. It's like a reminder. Hey, it's Brett Fessley for Oreos. <laughs> no, no, not that kind of cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Bestly, oh, not everything has to go that direction. <laughs> what? Good, 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 good. All right. Anyway, uh, so yeah, no, absolutely. If I have something that I find that I can tell everybody about that's that good, and they're willing to be part of the party too, uh, on it, I will do that all freaking day long. Um, and then you get to Steph. Uh, I want to say I'm wearing my live PD shirt today uh, in honor of uh, any cop that shoots somebody who's trying to kill someone else. That's just my uh, basic feeling on that. Hmm. I don't feel like there's any reason to split hairs about uh, – I don't, I don't think it's a race-related issue when somebody is stabbing someone else and the cop comes in and stops that. So I'm going to – when we go one direction and shame everybody for something they've done wrong, I will tip my cap grace, graciously at any enforcement of law to protect and serve – when they see somebody about to get knifed. And let's be clear, it wasn't like, bang, what's going on here? Right. No, there was a lot going yeah. on before, and a lot it going just on wouldn't before. end. And uh, when the threat of uh, death is there for yeah. somebody who said, please help me, yeah. uh, the job was well done, if you ask me. Some, you know what? Some people are going to get shot. And it's time we took some personal responsibility. If you're going to wield a knife and the police are involved, you are no longer in a knife fight. Yep. Know that. And uh, I don't, I don't have. But it's all. not a good type of negotiation. I know the headlines read "16-year-old girl shot by police." Yep. But that is uh, that is not the story. And so when I say I stand up for the cops, I'm going to stand up for them when they do something like this too. I'll I'll reprimand, and I'll be on the side of you know what I think is right and wrong. I, Brett Favre had a great quote yesterday. He said, "I don't think Derek Chauvin intentionally right went out to kill someone that day, but he went way too far. The dude had thrown in the towel." And he kept grinding, yeah. and he deserves to go to jail for that, and I agree with that. But this situation with this thing in Columbus is not fitting the narrative that everybody wants it to, a bad cop just going blowing somebody away. There was a person with a knife. And you know what you can't do also? we got to stop this crap. How old are you? What grade, what, right. What's your age right. currently, like right. right now? Because if I don't want to shoot a teenager. No. Uh, I, I am all Teens for. murder people all the time. All yeah. for shooting anybody. Look, right now, if Brett came up and started to try to stab me and I was just fending him off, I'm looking at you guys going, help! Shoot Brett! With his gun. He's gone crazy and he's going to kill someone else. But he's 16! (laughs) I I didn't know that at the time. He's just a big kid who's who's overpowering me and trying to... He's got a knife, a big fat knife. I have no issue with that. I have no empathy towards the current situation when it comes to somebody trying to stab someone else. And the cops are standing right there, and they still keep trying to stab someone else. Oh, they dropped the knife. No, it took some time, and it was, it was a threatening situation. Can, that was not how it was. Stop compartmentalizing everything, too, into yeah. these 30-second video clips. Right. Well, clearly they're doing this. Clearly nothing. No. You don't know what hindsight, before and what after. Hindsight everything is yeah. garbage. In the moment, that's a person trying to kill another person, and your job is to stop that. And they mm-hmm. did it. Sometimes you have to use force. It's ugly. But so stabbing a person... So it's running around with a knife threatening to kill people. You're, you're not in a good spot there. You're not in an empathetic position of being a, you know, a sophomore in high school that just doesn't know any better. You're, you're, you're a threatening. You, look, 18-year-olds can go to war. They train them to kill. It's not, it's not like we don't think they have the capability. We know they do. So you're two short years away from that. You've lost your mind. You try to stab somebody in the main streets of Columbus where Brady grew up. 
I don't, I don't see that. And LeBron James is, I've said it for years, but I think he's one of the biggest phonies in all of sports. That thing he pulled yesterday. He's a C word. Yeah, he is. And he had the picture of the cop who did the shooting and said, what did he say? You're next. Yeah. Hashtag accountability. Said, you're next. And then he pulled it because he realized, oh, and he didn't have the courage to say what I did was wrong, reactionary, and stupid, and I'm sorry. No, he said, I put my tweet out and people were using it for hate. It wasn't his fault. No, no. People saw it. What, they what, saw what it. What's the reason to put it up there, Brown? It's, Brown. it's the same thing as uh, when Lars tried to tell people St. Anger was good. It's your fault you didn't like it. No. You put something out that wasn't good. People saw it for what it was, and you didn't like their reaction, so you blamed them. Mm. You put out something dumb, and it would have been, you know, hashtag accountability. How about you? You say that was dumb. That was really stupid of me to do. That was really stupid, and it and it puts somebody's life at risk. And if you're all into uh, you know accountability and unity and making things right, you certainly don't divide it that way. I think LeBron is the biggest phony in sports. Maybe really he'll do. come out today and say that he didn't. He already came out and no. said this is the people use my tweet wrong, so I had to take I had to take it down. That's what he's going with. right That's now. what he's running. And then yeah. it makes it worse if he comes out and goes, you know what I did was wrong. It's because that's just people got to him and said, oh, it didn't go over well, LeBron, and your excuse was even worse. So now you're in spin mode, yeah. which he is always in. Look, I've never seen somebody use the N-word more than he did in that timeout when I had those courtside seats when the Cavs played the Jazz, and I was blown away. I'm the king of all blah, blah, blah. It just everything. Kids all over the place. He didn't care. And, I, you know, I give LeBron the benefit of the doubt a lot of times because he was coddled from the age of eight. He was a professional basketball player at 17. I don't know that he's done a, a ton of it. And he's done a lot of good things, too. You can but relate this one, a little bit to that. I mean, you know, that's their – that's the way he communicates on a, with his team fine. and everything. That's fine. And he says, you know what, I don't – you bring your kids here, they're going to hear this. Right. Well, then you're not, then you're not the then you're not the uh, the shining example you try to be all the yeah. time. Yeah, the like, poster child of yeah, the Yeah, you've got to recognize the product is always for sale, not just when you say so. And that thing he did yesterday was – just flat wrong. And that's all he needs to do. Just come out and say, I was way out of line with that. I didn't I didn't look into this at all. That's the problem. Right when the whole head – it just takes the one headline immediately. Well, you can't have the word sick t- – any blank teen-year-old shot by police, you're automatically yeah. like, oh, my God, Here this we is go. terrible. Yep. But then you look at the last two that have happened and you're like – 2.30 at night. You ca- I don't, I don't care about the identify time. identify the age. I don't care about the time. A man, well, but I'm saying, a man with yeah, a gun at night. was doing something. The call came in, and he still had the gun when he was running from the cops. They don't know where he's going. He was a threat. They said the gunshots had been fired in an area where that's a common problem. And so when he turned and spun on him and the gun dropped while he did it, it looked like he was raising his gun. Nuance. The cop probably could have stopped, but let's say he doesn't. And he shoots, and he kills the cop. Is anybody going to say anything? No. Cops are going home, too. They want to go home, too. You don't run around with a gun and get chased by cops without – I mean, there's a certain point where that argument just stops being a thing. We're, I'm afraid. No, you weren't. You had a gun, and you were running, and you knew this is trouble. You don't want to go to jail. That's fine, but you're running that risk. At a certain point, you know – I don't care how old you are – you're running the risk of getting gunned down. Whether it's the cops or someone else, you walk around with a gun and bad intentions. Someone with good intentions with a gun might be your wall, and you might run into that wall. So I do have that. Um, I mean, a little bit of a concern just in general. Even if you have a, a you know, a gun in the car, sure. And uh, 
You better know what you're doing. Yeah. And better notify. It's like if you get pulled over. Uh, every, got, every time. I got a gun in the car. If a cop's there, every time there's a, there's a weapon in the car. Every yeah. time. I'll be honest with you. That story you told about the your buddy at uh, the AZ Mills. Yeah, the guy I bought that car I don't from. think about it a lot, but I think about it often about when I see somebody kind of wonky in a, in a parking lot. I'll he drive around and find a different parking spot. Road raged with another dude at Arizona Mills over a parking spot. He didn't even realize he'd taken from another guy. They flipped each other off. Dude speeds off. He goes, I thought it was weird. His daughter was in the back seat. And guy comes in, and as he's opening the door to get out, there's that guy, and he just throws a knife. Doesn't say a word. Throws a knife right into his arm and just pulls. And he leans back into his car and grabs the gun out of the glove. And the guy's getting in the car to try to stab him some more, and he shot him. I bought a car off that dude. They kill him? (laughs) Yeah. Did they yep. still see the IMAX? Uh, yeah, I think there? they still. Yeah. No, they followed through and went in and saw. Uh, <laughs> thing, I'm pretty sure it was that Ben Stiller, Chris Rock, Zebra, whatever that. Oh, yeah. Madagascar. Yeah, Madagascar yeah. two one. It's a hell of a story. So yeah, but you you, you know you better know what you're doing if you're going to carry a gun around. Even as a good guy, if you're going to carry a gun around, you better know what you're doing. Or don't. Or don't, don't carry, do it. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, you better learn how to hang on to that thing because a bad guy is going to want it. Mm-hmm. You better know how to fight for it because a lot of the times you don't have time to draw it. And now you got higher force sitting in the pocket and it's a two-man struggle to get to it. It's like a rugby scrum for the gun. I always think of the situations like if someone's involved in a shoot, you're the citizen and you're trying to prevent it like there is a shooter, how do you – decipher who's good and bad when you're the you don't, police you showing up. You don't. That's, no, you they're don't not, they're not wearing jerseys. Right. Good guy, bad guy. Well, they don't know who's in. <laughs> I know. You get yeah. the call. So the guys that step in like, and, I'll take it. And the, I shouldn't call them criminals, but the people in, in that accused. world, they they know enough that, oh, cops are on the way. Act, yeah. act, act cool. Be normal. Well, that one thing that happened here a little while ago where they had that call for that guy who had a a gun at a, I guess it was a hotel or whatever. So well, that was a while ago. Dude running around with a gun, and then the cops show up and see this other guy, and they're like, get your hands up. They didn't know who it was. And he said, what do I do? And he said, get your hands up. And he goes, I didn't do anything. He said, I don't even fit the – like they said something about, we're looking for a guy, blah, blah, blah. Didn't fit the description. He's like, that's not me. And he's like, you need to lay down right now. He doesn't know if the dude that they're looking for and this guy Playing are possible. in cahoots, right. and he handed him the gun. Yep. He's like, get it out to the car. I mean, he saw somebody at the scene. They have to react to all of it. So – Again, anybody stabbing someone else, you're off the list of whatever. You are no longer a representative of any race. You're a lunatic with a knife. You are not a representative of any race. And anybody that says, oh, they're just like, uh, no, you're, you're pitting yourself in with idiots. Yeah. Stop. Racism is based on race. The biggest cause of racism is loving your race too much and getting involved in, and all of us are the same. That is racism. We're all exactly, all white people are the exact same, and I will stand up for all white people, is racism. So you got to recognize the nuance of whatever. Anybody's trying to stab Toledo? I don't think, oh, good, thank God, that's a Puerto Rican. I, no, I think, good, I have to save Toledo. I, maybe I wouldn't do that. Toledo's a bad example. I have to save Brady. <laughs> You'd let a Puerto Rican man. stab me? Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> my, I, I would, I'd have to ask, what's he doing with Puerto Ricans? <laughs> John, this is one hell of a long React Defense commercial, but uh, you're spinning me. It's true. And another guy says— carry, you should do it. Another guy says along the same thing. When are you going to have the guys from uh, React Self-Defense come on on the show in the studio? It's a good excuse for more guests (laughs) that we can talk about this defensive stuff from their point of view. Yeah, you can't. If they want to come down, I'd love to have them down here. I think it's great. But, you know, 
I don't know what more they can say that I say. Right. Because, I mean, they've, they've trained me to parrot what they say. I'm sure they could say a ton more. But it's just basically, a, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how we've gotten to the point now where any time it happens, nobody takes a look at, like, oh, that, you do realize that that lady was trying to stab that other person. Yeah, but she was 16. I'm like, did, was there a... Is there a thing like a video game over everybody's head yeah. that just has your age? I have. I it's like your it. level, like your yeah. boss level. I don't have. I don't have that uh, feature in my brain. I have not downloaded that to where I can tell exactly how old. I don't work in a carnival. I don't know how old people are. And what's more, I don't care. A seven-year-old with a gun is a gun behind a seven-year-old. It's more dangerous. I'm not saying I'm going to shoot the seven-year-old, but if he's starting to pop off a few rounds and it's hitting people. It's a horrible thought. Something's got to be You'd done. You'd have to do it, but something has to stop that. You have to, you have to destroy the operator, as they say at Reactical. Reactical Blacktical. <laughs> React Defense. It's true. You destroy the operator. The weapon is only as strong as the person using it. It's a complete inanimate object out of the hands of a person. So this whole thing in Columbus, and LeBron's tweet said everybody off. And again, it goes back to what I was saying yesterday. Is all this just fake? Is all this just to get us all riled up constantly? And is LeBron in on it? It wouldn't surprise me. Or like, say something stupid. You, you can, and, and it's the funny thing. is like, say something stupid. You can't get in trouble. Don't worry about it. You're, you're, you're covered by whatever powers that are. Because the NBA is not going to punish him. Like, it doesn't seem like anybody's going to say, what you did was kind of incite yeah, a problem. You really, you, and you've got freedom of speech, but there's consequences for everyone else. Uh, <laughs> There's a picture of LeBron in this meme. It says, thanks mostly to this a-hole, the NBA has finally achieved equality. They have the exact same ratings as the WNBA. Yeah, there's a lot of the escapism stuff that people are tired of. And you can't even say that. Brett Favre got heat for saying, I just want to watch sports. Well, the platform, the, yeah, I don't, want to, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I just want to enjoy sports, and people get mad. Like, sports is supposed to solve all the racial issues ever. No, it's not. Sports is an escape. When did that happen? When did we say, well, if it weren't for sports, we would still all be racist? It's, <laughs> it's never been a thing that's solved an issue. They have some moments where they get involved in social... It was always involved in sports, sure. the issues. Well, but the social activism stuff can happen, but it never was involved in the game. I'm talking about... Um racism and hmm. stuff that you know those are the stuff that's sports kind of sports has been now. the biggest offender yep you want to get all social about everything and start saying we got to solve this and that turn around and look where you work solve that problem because you what you what you get paid by the biggest offenders without baseball single most racist thing that's ever been invented and survived outside of maybe religion but still it's it 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 goes on. It's like my how any other company that had the history baseball has, people have been like, this is awful. But it's such an escape that people are willing to turn a blind eye to all of its terrible history and move on from it and still love it. It's weird. So yeah, I just I that that fired me up yesterday. People were sending me that LeBron thing. It was terrible. I mean, yeah, it's completely wrong. You got You got to stand in the middle and and then to post a picture of the dude who did it, yeah, like like he's. Yeah. It's almost like they think he's high fiving all the other cops back at the. He's going through hell. Judge and jury. He's going oh, through hell. Yeah. He killed a human being. He's going through hell. There's no question in my mind that if you pull the trigger on that as a police officer, your life just changed. The post traumatic. So there was a guy here who got a police officer who shot somebody, and they investigated and they fired and they found out they were wrong and you know and the. 
and uh, you know they, he quit because of the PTSD of what had happened. There's another one that goes the other way too, where he did it and they let him off, and he ended up quitting and getting a paycheck. And there's a whole bunch of it, but it's nuance. It has nothing to do with, you know, cops just dying to shoot you. It's not happening. Like you said, Toledo, it's not like he ran up and goes, "Cool, I got a chance to shoot mm-hmm. somebody. I'm just going to do it." Then I'll ask questions. That's yeah. not what happened. Bang! What's going on here? Yeah. And it's real great to hindsight it to death, too. Oh. Run up and go, oh, uh, should have done this. You should have should've de-escalated. You could have, should have, should have, could have, would have. Okay. Everybody's a Monday morning quarterback Everybody. when this comes to it. Drives me nuts. But uh, nothing you can do about it. And hopefully it doesn't. Like, hopefully we're not so hell-bent on rioting that we're just looking for. That's what it feels like. Let's it find a reason like to riot. That. Let's find a reason to be angry. And maybe that's just because the water's boiling so much under the surface that, you know, the volcano has to erupt for it to kind of relieve. We need a. We need a little release valve to kind of pressure this. So all, every incident makes people feel like they need to scream and march and yell and run. And I don't know. This feels it feels so so forced between what Pelosi said a couple of days ago and then LeBron's tweet going up and coming down. I would I would have so much respect for LeBron if his first reaction was I was wrong and I'm sorry. But no one and, and especially with the hashtag accountability involved yeah. in it, I would love for him to show. Irony. To show some accountability and say that wasn't correct. I am mad. And stay mad at the situation. You can have your opinion say I'm mad at the situation, but that was wrong. Because I don't know all the details, and I don't know what's going on there. And it's not, it's not for me to be the person. That's, I can be really upset at that. I don't think that guy should have shot her. Fine, believe that. But you can't put him up and say, you know, I mean, that's a threat. That's a, and I bet you that cop, when all this kind of comes, considers suing LeBron. Because there's As a he should. big fat pile of money in that, and that dude, I mean, that's defamation. That's all sorts of stuff. If it's found later that he hasn't, I would call every lawyer and go, "I want LeBron's money." Defamation. That that actually is almost a threat on it's his life. Yeah. I mean, it, oh, it's endangerment yeah. I mean, for sure. Just, yeah. You endangered that man's, uh, you know, safety for sure. You certainly weren't helping. If you're gonna. Call out Donald Trump for riling up his base. Absolutely. LeBron riled up his base Absolutely. against that cop anybody, in his home state of right. Ohio. You're next. Yeah. I'm going to throw you in jail forever, too. Okay. I agree that you can – look, you can have an opinion and think this was incredibly wrong and everything else, but you can't do that. And especially because he rec- – and the taking it down things as bad as the apologies when people recognize, oh, I've done something. I've done something terrible. Yeah. But for him to say, no, people use my tweet for hate. I'm like, you are terrible. But we'll see. I don't know. All this stuff kind of comes and goes day to day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, hope it doesn't go that other way. But here's the thing. I mean, you know, like you said, the, the, that milk is already spilled. And we're also a society right now where even if he would come back and apologize, there's plenty of people that won't LeBron? accept that apology. I don't buy it. I agree with right. you, but at some oh, point we have to start doing point. that. Well, the point is, is that when you apologize because you're told to apologize, yeah. what are you doing? Because clearly he wasn't sorry, or he'd be sorry right away. Like, well, I did this wrong, and I saw the, I saw the, how it was twisted. I apologize for putting that up. That was wrong. Right. I still have feelings about this, but what I did was wrong. So on the other side of that, I'll say Eve, if he felt he really was wrong on that and apologized, yeah. there's plenty of people that don't sure. care. Won't right off the bat. That. But the fact is he didn't. So See, what he did I was mean, no what he what, did was blame everybody else for not reading his tweet cor- correctly. He's dumb. And I thought he was a phony from the beginning. I've always thought LeBron was in it for LeBron, and I just I think he's a I think he is a uh, 
every single one. He's, he's a shell. He's not alone on that island. <laughs> no, he's not. But I don't. I don't think he's. I, I think he's in it for. Like I mean, he's just. He's just been phony from jump. And I don't blame him. Look, I'd be in it for me too. When you're saying the phony side of it, as far as being like an activist, here's my image. Here's who I really am. Yeah, that's phony. Yeah, that's what I I see him presenting an image, and then every once in a while he comes out, and you're like, it's not. You're not. Yeah, I think he feels. I think those guys, a lot of pro athletes and stuff, feel that responsibility. Feel it all day long, but don't start. You know. Acting like Space Jam is the way you want to present yourself and then turn around and have these moments and act like, well, you know, I'm yeah. allowed to do whatever I want because I'm LeBron. That's why I like Jordan. Jordan, even to this day, is like, I didn't want to get involved in any of that stuff. Probably should have, but I didn't. Yeah. Because he was so hyper-focused on basketball, he was almost like a robot. So he didn't even understand. Like, people were, you took, you did this Republican, this and that. And he's like, I didn't ask. I didn't care. Ask, where's the ball? Where's it, the ball? He's like a dog with a tennis ball. I'm after a ring. That's all I'm here for. Yep. It was yeah. crazy. But a lot of that stuff, the platforms weren't there too, and that helped. Well, the social media stuff. I mean, but Michael Jordan, if Michael Jordan wanted was a platform, on there if he or, wanted a platform, he had it. Yeah. If he wanted to go to ESPN and say, I want to talk about some stuff, he's oh, on ESPN. Yeah. yeah. If he wanted but to go to I'm NBC, he had it. All of a sudden now, he Box doesn't have anywhere. to. Now he can just do that sure. tweet like that, and there's where you Which get is dangerous. Trouble. There's yep. no middleman, there's no gatekeeper to this whole thing anymore. How are your herpes, by the way? You all right? It's uh, gone down a little we bit. we got a picture of it. Yeah. I've been, I've been icing it up. Dave I ain't Eagleson. posting that one. No, I don't want to see it. I do, not want to see, I do not. And you guys out there don't want to either. Yeah. But if you see a cop today, you know it's what? It's okay to say. It's okay to say, hey, I hope you're doing all right. I saw those two guys yesterday. I said, hey, keep it up. You sound like Fletch now. Hug a cop, everybody. Yeah, hug a cop, everyone. <laughs> Fred the Dorf Dorfman. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Uh, I will absolutely speak on behalf of them doing their dangerous, horrible jobs where, you know, I always, I always remember that 9-11 thing when first responders, police and all that stuff, everybody, it's like such, we're such fickle weirdos that the benefits of cops are like, this is great. But there is a downside to arming your defense system and saying, guys, keep an eye on us for us because we don't want to do it. Yeah. And then when they make mistakes, we're like, yep. "Wow, you're you're the worst thing." Yeah, and then you're the worst. I mean, we asked you to help, yep. and you screwed up. And I don't know how you. I've do never this. Screwed up. Wait a minute! Don't do right. that. Yeah, yeah. It says a uh, food for thought here. This is from a cop friend of mine. Uh, that girl kills the other girl, and no one cares. And LeBron makes no tweet because it's uh, just another person in the city killing another person. Cop saves the girl's life by killing the girl with the knife. LeBron takes issue with the cops. I guess uh, we just let everybody in the inner city kill each other and we stand back and watch and then afterwards we sort it out. That's what you're asking the police to do. Yeah. Don't do anything. Somebody trying to stab someone else because it might be a teenager. Let it play out, then react. And you do think that the police would get a good rap? That cop stood there and watched that girl kill that that other woman. You know? Now they're uh, they're no It's a no-win. Is uh, if you want to, you know... be the police person. You have to uh, take a shot first. You, know, <laughs> you have to be you, you shot to, at. Yeah, you can't shoot back unless. I think they do a lot with the bulletproof. I think they take hits. They have yeah. to get hit oh, with the beanbags. They, they have to get hit with their force. They, always, they, they have to get hit with their. Yeah, with they have their, to get uh, tasered. They have to get yeah. beanbag hit. They have to Kevlar know what it on. Like. They yeah. have to get hit. I think you, I don't. Right. Know what I think it's, saying, it's, I think it's low velocity. It's almost handcuffed. Like, oh, if you want to be in the police. Uh, you basically have to uh, sacrifice your life. <laughs> right, right. It's ridiculous. 
It's it's a no win. It's tiring. Boy, the news can't get enough though. They right. want every single police action to be televised and screamed about. But I will tip my cap to anybody who shoots somebody who's trying to stab another person. I would do it for Brett. Yeah. If Brett walked up and there was two people in the parking lot and one looked like they were getting stabbed, first you call the cops. Yeah. Second, if it starts to look like there's a problem and it's heading your way or that person's dying in front of you and you're just standing there and you've got an ability to stop it without getting close to that knife, you know, if people's lives are in danger, you might have to step up and do something. Absolutely. You don't want to run towards it, though. That's one dumb Learn thing people think. Yeah. You do not want to do Have you done that before? What? Run no, towards No, no. Like when we did Oh, the, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want to run towards a thing. <laughs> Somebody stabbing What's another person. What's going on here? That's yeah. the, and that's the crazy part. Somebody's in our parking lot stabbing another human being. Brett's got higher force. My first reaction is right. keep that down. Right. Yeah. Call right. the cops. Right. Yeah. Then start filming. Right. Because let's say you miss. <laughs> Leave one story. Let's yeah. say you miss and that bullet goes sailing into LGE. And take somebody out there. The person with a knife starts running towards us. We don't want that. So, yeah, call the police. So our first reaction is we get them over here for them to shoot them. If it's not a threat to us, we just have to sit back and wait. Hopefully we have police to call. Exactly. I mean, well, if they show up. Like, eh, sounds like something I'd get in trouble for. I'm not going to be That's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny, but it's true, yeah. well, actually. Well, South Park did that in their episode when they took away all their guns and their stuff. And then all of a sudden they needed the police, and the police chief's like, oh, sorry, we don't, uh, we don't do that anymore. We're teachers now because <laughs> they hired them to be teachers because teachers didn't want to be there, and they took all their guns away. And it's like, uh, what if we gave you some of your stuff back? And goes, you give it all back. And they went through – but the irony in South Park is always going to be that they take it to the next level. The cops got their stuff back, and we're shooting tanks at people, and they were just <laughs> – they, they were so trigger-happy. It was hilarious, but it was this – there was no middle ground. The message was – Take it all away. They're not going to do anything. Give it back to them. They might go crazy. <laughs> so there was no like middle, which is what comedy is. But yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I've look. I talked to too many police officers for them to sit back and sugarcoat anything. They all tell me like, "We're done. I'm done with this. I, I, I'm in a no-win situation." My and they're good people. I don't know one guy that I'm pals with that like stands for the bad side of things. Like, they're in it because they wanted to be policemen. They wanted no, to Because you wouldn't be friends with that guy. No, I wouldn't. I'd be like, this dude's nuts. Like, he wants to shoot people. It's crazy. So that's the world we live in right now. And you don't have to get surgery. So Core Institute, is, that's where this started. I'm not now, sure how, how, this... I don't know how we transferred from my, uh, circle. my shoulder surgery. You don't want to get shot. Trust me. It's the only people you want cutting. <laughs> you put yeah. the knife down. Yeah, that girl was trying to perform surgery in Columbus. I mean, that was not a Core Institute approved thing. And some surgeons act like that girl yesterday. Maybe it was her tryout tape. It could be. She was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm going to work on I'm speed surgery in the middle of a park." Yeah, I'm all for that. But yeah, too many lunatics, and we got to get back into that. We got to get back into pointing people out. You're nuts. I see it in your eyes. You need to go to a special classroom. My angel isn't crazy. No, your angel is not. There used to be a thing called mores. I don't know if they even teach that in school. Social anymore. mores. Social yeah. mores. Yeah. You used to kind of. They basically told us like you kind of have to fall in line yep. a little bit, or you're going to get shunned from society, or worse, you're going to become antisocial. And they used to teach us social mores and traditions and things like that. And now, I don't think that that's a thing anymore. 
I can't imagine them teaching social mores and then have that one goofy kid in the back doing all sorts of stuff that goes against the group. And they're like, well, he's okay. Like, no, he's not. This is exactly what we're trying. We're trying to say, hey, when you're in a group of people, you gotta kind of, kind of, kind of play that room as it lies. You know, you can't just go wandering into a church and go, well, we were having a conversation outside and it was this loud, and we're going to keep doing it in here. No, you're ruining it for the group. You can think anything you want, you can say anything you want, but you got to kind of pick your spots, and that's. I think that's over. I think goofy. Weird lunatics are allowed to be goofy, weird lunatics without too much repercussion anymore because people are afraid to go, that guy's nuts. They definitely have more um, tools to get that out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, you'd think – yeah, but I don't think anybody lets uh, – no one will admit their kid's goofy anymore. That kid in my neighborhood that was nuts, name was Jim. We all knew he was – everybody knew the nutty kid. And you kind of felt like you were in Mexico when he was around. Like, eh, he's fun, but something bad might happen here soon. He's human Mexico. I've known – I've known about nine human Mexicos in my life. The last one was C.B. Dalloway. Yeah. I liked him a ton, but he scared me he to cal- death. He calmed down, but at that time? I don't know him now, but I mean, at the time when he was fighting, I would go into that yeah. gym. I heard what you're saying, bro. I'm like, huh? I heard you telling people I'm human Mexico. You are, C.B. Like, you're really fun, but at any given time, I feel like I should run. There could be a snap. Something bad is going on. We're in Mexico. Something bad might happen. Like, you might be Mexico. Like Throw, you seem like the beaches are nice, mix. things are fun, and then all of a sudden, oh, did you hear the cartels coming? No, I didn't, and it's CB. And I've got two or three friends. The reason friends you were right is that Bader and uh, the other two fighters that were in with him agreed with you. Mm-hmm. Aaron Simpson was like Aaron the coach, Simpson, and he's like, that. oh, it's, it's – yeah, yeah. uh, CB's been on a different we, we just don't know where he's going to go. He's <laughs> and cray, wasn't. He's cray-cray. He never did anything crazy. No. But no. You, never, you never knew that he didn't want it. And by the way, crazy. he's married and got kids now. He's an so awesome he's guy. He's mellowed way out, I assume. Dude. Some I guys naturally really have that look. I thought he was going to kill me once. I joked around about him being in here one morning, and then I went into the gym, and he's behind the <laughs> counter. And he we'll goes, see. Yeah, I heard you talking mad about me this morning. I'm like, I wasn't talking mad. I was just joking. I said, we cool? He goes, we're cool. And he's just looking at me. I'm like, I'm going to die today. There's no way <laughs> this dude. And it's just crazy eyed me. And I'm like, are you playing? So I went and changed my clothes. I came back in. I'm working in the ring. And he's just leaning on one of the ropes watching me. Not bad. Thanks. <laughs> you want to go? No, not really. <laughs> Come on. Just 30 right. seconds. Just seemed like you wanted to say something this morning. I'm like, all right, are we mad or what's going on? Should I run? And he was just toying with me because he knew. I would have mopped the floors with me in seconds. I was afraid of him. He what happened it. to this guy? Dalloway? Yeah. He was an MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. He was a UFC fighter. Oh, really? Yeah, he was yeah, a yeah. big-time UFC guy, or UFC guy. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was funny. He was on the Ultimate Fighter about the time that, that this yeah. was all going on. Well, the best part was is that we went to that barbecue tasting thing, and he was the most <laughs> fun I've ever had. Yeah. Just, we were joking about everybody, and he's just covered in barbecue sauce on his face. <laughs> that girl right there, she was with Tiger Woods. I'm like, shut up. Really? <laughs> just keep it down. She was. Look. And he showed me his phone. Look. I'm like, oh, my God. It's a match. How did you get that? I don't need to tell you I have this photo, but I know she was with Tiger Woods. Oh, my God. Quit saying it so loud. Look. That lady over there. Shut up. She's next to you. Stop it. Say aquí. Mira, mira. Do one of those. I had most fun with him. I only hung out with him twice. He wouldn't even remember it. And then at the gym, he was there all the time because it was Bader's gym. And they, those dudes went at it. But, yes, but I've had human Mexico friends. We all have had human Mexico friends. Because that was when Ray was training with him, right? 
And Ray is another human. Ray was human. Human Ireland. Human Northern Ireland. Human Northern Ireland. (laughs) I I can't describe what Ray was. Again, one of the most fun people I've ever been around. I knew at any given time. We almost fought John Elway because of Ray. What? He didn't know. I don't remember this story. uh, Not you and me. I was in Vegas with with Ray the day after the night terrors. So I shared that room with the night terrors. And we went to the Ricky Hatton fight together. And we went over to Caesar's Palace, and we there was a door I've never seen before. I'm like, we go in this way. It's like right by the mall, but it goes into the thing. I open the door, and there's two guys behind us going in, and I open it up, and I look, and I'm like, oh, normally I wouldn't do this for a Denver Bronco as a Steeler fan, but, sir, it's a pleasure. There, John Elway and his friend walk past us, and Elway kind of gives me a look, and kind of brushes me off. Ray's like, who's this guy? I'm like, it's John Elway. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I don't like how he looked at you. Should we take him down? Like, no, we're not going to kill him. No. And, and he's like, like Elway's like a foot and a half from me and Ray. And Ray would have fought John Elway, no problem. Not no one. And I'd have had to fight John Elway's friend, who was probably a lineman at one point, so I'd have gotten my ass kicked. You had to take him down? He looks like he's got a problem. He's got a problem? Like, Ray, we're good with Ray John Elway. Though. We're good with John Elway. <laughs> Elway didn't flinch, but Ray was all about it. Like, when a second, it was just this, the eyeballs hit me. Ray was standing next to me. Like, Who's this guy? <laughs> Who's he think he is? I'm like, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think it's kind of a dickhead move to look at me like that for a guy holding the door. But, you know, I gave him a little jab as a Steeler fan. I shouldn't hold the door, but I still held it for you. Just let him know I know who he was. Should we take him down? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Let's follow him about. And then I'll get two or three of my guys over here and we'll take him out. Ray, let's just go to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny boy, we're going to kill an NFLer. <laughs> no, we weren't. We would never even got your no, back, boy. On a scale of one to ten, I was riding about a one on the whole kill John Elway night. I was at seven. I know. We were very close to a pikey killing the NFL quarterback. <laughs> but, but yeah, he was huge human Ireland. But I've had a few human Mexico friends. You probably had a couple on your Shelby trip. You're like, all right, this guy gets a little uh, diesel fuel in him, and the next thing you know, I had Mitall with me. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you know. There you go. There it is. Human Mexico. That training, yeah. game, that tra- oh, yeah. training yeah, thing absolutely. we used to do with you every now and but then. But Mitto's put on a lot of weight, so he's human South America. Yeah, he doesn't. he's not as spry as he yeah, used to no, be. He's not moving the way he used to. I don't know no. if he's going to dance. Not too many challenges. Not a lot of, unless it's, uh, you know, bobbing and weaving for uh, in a pie-eating contest. I don't think there's a whole lot of movement there. Anyway, so, yeah. Uh, you just got to be careful with the friends you're with, and they cause trouble. You got a few of them. We've had human Mexico before. I don't like it. I'm too old for human Mexico, friends. We all are. I, 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 I have them in your 20s. And there may have been a time when I was human Mexico for a little while. I don't know that I was ever that bad. But I, was, I, I never wanted to break the law. I might have been human Mexico as far as like we're doing stuff we shouldn't be doing. And it's going to be dangerous to us. But uh, I don't think I've ever been human Mexico and then gotten like 10 or 11 other strangers involved in our trip. Don't like it. I like I like steady people. So be careful, everybody. CB Dalloway's eyes are in my head right now. And he's looking at me. He had his feet up on that thing, just looking at me. I'm like, he wants to kill me. Just waiting for you, bro. Wait for you, bro. We'll get it done, bro. You prepared? I don't know what I don't know what I'm supposed to be prepared for. I, <laughs> no? Is the answer just no to your question? Okay. Better get to work. Okay. <laughs> You throw wide hooks. I'm like, I know. You would beat me up. I know I throw wide hooks. I drop my arms. Yeah, that's an easy beat. Okay, thank you. Off you go. <laughs> he was scary. I hope he's good, though. Because, like, his life was 
a roller coaster while he was in the UFC, and then just kind of evidently he's okay now. Toledo's following him. What are you laughing at? Hey, John, the other weekend I got in an altercation with a gentleman. Claimed he was tactical black train. He kept pushing me. Cold knocked his ass out. <laughs> Who said that? Texter. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, okay. You just challenged me. Yeah, there have been no <laughs> yeah. reports of this in the tactical black area. First but. of all, usually tactical black guys aren't aggressive like and that. And they don't announce, I am tactical black train. And I'm going to push you. That's the first thing. And yeah, the first thing they, they teach They wear laminate. They got Let a me tell you tag. this. If that's true, he wasn't well trained because... Jay even tells me he's like, don't, uh, don't wear our case, shirts. He, he out. went to the free, sh- the free. He session. went to maybe <laughs> and and took nothing out of it. Yeah, signed Francis Sawyer from Stripes. <laughs> right, right. psycho. <laughs> Just made the list, buddy. Cold knocked his ass out. The first thing Jay told me is like, you get the shirts and stuff. We like it when you wear our shirts here at training. He said, but you know what? When you're out and about, I wouldn't wear it. I'm like, why? And he goes, because it announces to people. It makes, oh yeah, it makes dummies, challenge dummies. Me. Yeah, it thinks yeah. Like it's a like the affliction guys. Well, like affliction that a was brand. a thing. But if you wore like, but at the time, it was I am like, a strong fighter shirt, yeah. or I know, you know, uh, this discipline of martial arts. People are like, oh, if you walked around in a gi, somebody's <laughs> going to be like, you know what? I think I'm going to try it. And it would be Ray. It would be my old trainer. It Look at this be. guy walking around a gi. Don't his little gay wrestling moves. Let's <laughs> let's take him down. Like I don't want it. That's John Elway in a gi. I don't. You got to fight in a dress. Yeah, you got to fall. You fight not far. <laughs> hey, some of your tuxedos missing. Certain outfits work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Aren't you a little hot in that blanket? It's a cute belt. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think that that's an accurate story. It's funny. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats today? There, uh, wake up song brought to you guys by Action Ride Shop. As a matter of fact, we got this uh, email yesterday from uh, Kevin. Yeah, talking about how he needed to get it. You know, he's thanking us for you know talking about Action Ride Shop, and he brought his bike in. Figured he's going to drop a couple hundred bucks on it, and uh, he was surprised. Brian took a brief look at the bike and. Uh, Fixed it basically right in front of him. Tightened up a couple bolts, just a few cables. Floored at yeah. the service he got. All right, so he, they're the best. Yeah, basically, and he said Brian didn't even charge him for the work he did. It was just he he wound up getting a seat put on and everything else. So they just I don't just think you're not going to get charged right. every time. But, you he, but he purchased <laughs> yeah, something. Right. But he purchased something else. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, he just got a quick adjustment. We'll purchased tighten something a couple else. Of bolts. And, yeah. Action ride. They will hook you up. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> they work on volume, not money. Josh is screaming at his phone right now. So, but uh, yeah, actually, check them out though. Action Ride Shop for all their services over there at uh, Gilbert Road and between. Moral of Southern the story is and the freeway. They're excellent. They're going to treat you right, and they're going to they're going to take care of you. They're going to treat you right. They're not going to have them put your you bike up on a rack and say, "Give me the Vesley," and they'll put oil on the chain. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, E V O O. Yeah, but check them out on Facebook as well as at uh, on Instagram. And uh, well, a lot of the uh, a lot of the songs coming up. Considering your dream earlier this morning. So Megadeth, Foreclosure of a Dream. Uh, Down with the Sickness for Brady's Herpes. Dream Weaver. (laughs) (laughs) The Thing That Should Not Be. Sweet Dreams. Molly Hatchet. Dreams I'll Never See. Oh, God. Uh, Molly Hatchet. I don't even know if I've ever heard that. Wow. I I threw the Skinner down there because this one guy always hits me up for it every day. So there you go. Uh, Breaking Benjamin. (laughs) Monster Magnet. Uh, Jane's Addiction Idiot's Rule for uh, LeBron. Yeah. How about so, the uh, Dreams I'll Never See by Hatchet? Is that any good? Oh, my God, no. It's it's, it's not? Yeah. You don't like it? No, it's yeah. not good. What about Dreamweaver? We know that. We know that's good. Classic. <laughs> it is classic, Brady. It's did you ever call the DJ and request that one? No, I did not. Dreamweaver <laughs> is a little weird. 
And and since we work with a guy named Bob Weaver, I don't sing the dream, the dream part. I just sing Bob Weaver. <laughs> Bob Weaver. He's lived his life like that for 45 years now. Uh, Molly. Foreclosure of a dream. So we get a little Megadeth. Okay. In there. Some guy asked me to do the Megadeth for him at Swizzle Inn. I'm like, no. I get paid to do that stuff. <laughs> Give me a little Mustaine, man. No. And then I'm leaving Swizz. Yeah. He's saying it. He's screaming at me. I'm like, you're doing it. You're fine. It's perfect the way you do it. I couldn't believe you turned him down because he's wearing a gi. <laughs> he had his gi on. Well, we were going to fight, gonna... but I had to get Ray out of there. Do the impression for that guy, and then let's choke him out and take him down. <laughs> no, Ray, we're not killing anybody today. Not today. You never know. You turn around. If you walk into, you walk into the Swiss or any bar, and you see a guy in a gi, a guy in a singlet, <laughs> affliction wow. wear. You know it's just mud wrestling night at the Swiss is all that is. Somebody told me that, too. It's like, I was at the Swizzle in the other day. You know it's like. Like it's like half gay bar. I'm like, oh, it's that's what the Swizz is so great when it was open. It's closed, of course. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's like the best part about it is, you don't know what's going to happen in there. It's a, it's this is the most. It's the UN of fun. It's like a melting it's, pot. Oh, it's ridiculous. Everybody goes to the Swiss. Do my visit to Swiss. I can't help it. Four thirty. There's that one the dude that walked in in that hat. A little rainbow hat, little time behind my hat, and looked at me and my friend uh, Richard and ugh. And like, oh, what did I do to this guy? And I just, I guess I wasn't gay enough or whatever. He was super you ruined gay. my happy. He house. was super gay. Ugh, hetero breeders, gross. <laughs> right, keep moving, yeah. Twink. Yeah, <laughs> all right, keep it over there. Get that ass in motion. I know you can. Move it. And then this date came in. This very pretty tall girl and her boyfriend came in, and I'm like, and we're like, look at this. It's like Twink Festival. Oh, there's a uh, group of black people in the corner. Everybody gets along at the Swiss. The Swiss knows no color. Good thing LeBron hasn't been there. No, the Swiss is. I like it there. Was. Oh, that's right. It closed. Yeah. I forgot. Don't go there. Don't yeah. anybody try to go there. It's closed. I can't. I'm, I'll miss it so much, the fact that it's <laughs> so closed. Somebody asked me that the other day, too. Hey, is the Swiss Lynn closed? Did you say that? Yeah, because you can't go there anymore. It's no, no longer a thing. <laughs> How come that open thing still? How come there's still there? people going in and out? Oh, it's just uh, they're uh, remodeling movers. Yeah, <laughs> getting all the furniture out. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, stay off my Swiss. Pathetic. Ninety-eight. That's it. That's bonkers.